It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. There's been a huge surge in the number of people attending the sexual assault treatment unit here in Cork. Um, believing that they have been spiked, their drinks have been spiked. And we've covered spiking on the opinion line several times in the last year, various different angles of it, including spiking where you actually had no idea whatsoever what's after happening to you, or spiking where you wake up at home and you realize, what happened to me? One particular case of a young woman who I spoke to, and it, it all went to court because she was clearly spiked and she ended up being assaulted and all that. It's a massive problem. Margot Noonan is head of the uh, SATU. Margot, good morning. Good morning, PJ. Um, again, apologies for, for the vocals, but we'll get through it. Um, <laughs> you're seeing a surge. Is it in people who know they've been spiked or think they've been spiked? I think it's in people who think they may have been spiked. We've seen a surge overall. We're double our numbers for what we'd normally be at this time of the year. I think we hit 90 at the weekend. Um, but a large majority of those at the start of the year would have come in with lost hours, not understanding what had happened or unsure as to what had happened. Yeah. Um, and really just to see what we could do, because there, there may have been evidence that something did happen, yeah. but they didn't know how it or when it happened. Mary Crilly over at the Sexual Violence Centre has said they've over 100 reports so far this year. Yeah. 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 And a lot of people, they don't know sometimes, they'll never know, they may not realise that something has happened. Um, I think we need to change what uh, we think we know about spiking and drugging. I mean, alcohol is one of the most common used drugs and drug facilitated sexual assault. Um, so somebody buying you excessive drinks, encouraging you to have lots of shots way above what you'd normally have. Um, and the other issue is that a lot of us think that when we talk about spiking, we expect that you're given a drug that will knock you out. Years ago, they used to talk about rupees and benzodiazepines, but the new drugs on the market don't knock you out. In fact, they make you quite euphoric. Yeah. And you'll watch somebody who has been spiked and they will look that they're just in a really good form. They're very friendly. They're very outgoing. Yeah. So it's learning to recognize and understand those symptoms that we need to be aware of. Yeah, someone was talking to me about this recently, Margot, um, who knows a bit about it, and was saying that that, that particular, gave me a name of a drug, can't even remember it. That's mm. my fault, not you, not anybody else's. But said, yeah. like, one thing is, if you're out in, say, Mary's company, and Mary's normally quiet and nursing her drink, enjoying herself yeah. through her eyes kind of thing, but just, and then if yeah. suddenly Mary's going around dancing with the table and in great form, be careful there. That could be a problem. 
Are you there, Margot? I think she's I think she's dropped off the line, but that was one thing that a, a, a person pointed out to me that there is a we check it there, Fee if you can. There was a it's one particular drug and I don't know the name of it, but a person who's normally quiet in company becomes just overbearing, fun and lively and get up and go and that's dangerous because their inhibitions are gone and they'll fall victim of something. Um, I think we have lost that line. Just come back to the Dublin airport chaos and uh, I wanted to contact with regard to the delays in Dublin airport. Can we go back? We can. Okay. Just give me a line up there on the screen uh, fee and we'll go to it as soon as you have it. Yeah, we had another interesting message about the military police and Maybe using them at the airport three is it? Fee, thanks very much. Sorry about that, Margot. That's okay. Sorry. <clears throat> Just to be wor- w- watching your friend who's normally quiet and reserved. Yeah. yeah, complete personality change, and it's that word euphoric. If you think about the way people behave when they're like that, they're heightened everything. But actually, they won't have any recollection, and they're very open to suggestion. Yes. So that's the issue, um, and unfortunately, the drug that is used, G, we do have a very low level of that in our own systems, everyone has, um, and I'm not a scientist, I can't go into the full lot of it, but I know from what I've been learning over the years that it's gone out of the system quite quickly, so by the time somebody realises that something has happened, it's very difficult for us to find traces. But in the statue, if somebody comes to us with that issue, um, we would encourage anyone who's got lost time or has any concerns to come into us, because there's so much other things that we need to look after as well to make sure that somebody's okay you know, to follow up around their sexual health and yeah. maybe look for injuries or anything like that, you know, and uh, link them in with counselling because I think losing time, especially when you've no control over losing that time, the psychological impact of that is lifelong yeah. um, and can have very traumatic impact. So it's important that if someone has any suspicions that maybe a friend of theirs has been spiked or, you know, to stay with them, keep them yeah. safe, don't let them on their own. And I know we're looking at initiatives with Mary Crilly and with the Divisional Protective Services Unit and looking on ways that we can do something to combat this in the city, especially. Yeah, you, you, There's a, a new service starting as well, Sexual Violence Survivors West Cork. Tell me yes. about that. So this came about initially as a Tusla-led needs analysis project back in 2017. And I was very lucky at that stage to meet uh, Marie Monholland, the CEO of West Cork Women Against Violence, So today is the launch of the second piece of research done by Caroline Crowley. And this is called Listening to Survivors of Sexual Violence and Their Supporters in West Cork. So the first part of the research, looking at the services that were in West Cork for victims of sexual violence, and there actually wasn't any. And that led to us opening an outreach clinic in Bantry. So once a month, uh, we travel to Bantry and provide a clinic there for victims of sexual violence who want to not have to take time off work or school and come into the city, that we're actually bringing the service to them. Um, And this is the second part this morning. This is where 30 survivors have come forward and have given their stories. And while it is... Uh, very harsh and is emotive and it's difficult to read. It's something that needs to be heard because, you know, I was just speaking with Dr. Louise Crowley downstairs and we were talking about how so many, you know, you have all these acts and legislation and policy makers, but this is, this is the raw material. This is 
where we're listening to what people have to say and they're getting a voice this morning. Um, and I think it's really important because it's led to such huge development in West Cork around the area of sexual violence. Yeah. Um, rolling out the schools programme in some of the schools in, in West Cork we've been involved in. Um, and just building up a network of resources, you know, uh, supporting for sexual violence counsellors, um, and looking for services because in rural communities and more than urban, no matter where you go in this country, somebody has been affected by sexual violence um, and we can't get away from it. So we need to make sure that the services, we know through research, the lifelong psychological and physical impact that sexual violence has on a person. So the sooner we can intervene, we can, you know, work around the preventative part of it, but also being there to catch them afterwards to look after them and help them go through this journey. Is it the case, Margot, that when you provide an out, a service like this, a, a safe space for want of a better expression or a, a place where people can come and talk about that which is on their mind. Is it a case of if you provide it, they will come? Yes, and we have proved that on West Cork. We have definitely proved that. Um, by you know, We've done eight clinics since we've opened. We've had over 18 people have attended this service for follow-up care after sexual violence. Um, and it is, you definitely, if if people are willing, and even we've noticed, you know, the more we're talking about it, the more disclosures we get, the more people are getting comfortable talking about it. You know, in our numbers in the unit, we've had nine men report sexual assault this month alone. We haven't had nine men in a year in the last 20 years. Good Lord. And I think it's because at long last we're accepting that sexual violence is an issue for everybody. It's not just a gendered issue, it's for everybody. And it, it's amazing that people are, you know, to be able to provide a service to people that need it, you know, and their stories are exactly the same. All victim stories, you know, there's the same kind of tread through them about the, you know, the, the impact that it has on them. So I think we're making it more comfortable. We're hitting it head on. We're not shying away from the topic. Um, and I think that's making an impact. And when people know that they're going to be listened to, they tend to come forward. I was talking to Mary Crilly about the very same thing recently when we got the word that she was to be nominated for yes. Freedom of the City and like we were saying, absolutely, we were saying that like even 10 years ago, we didn't talk as openly as we do now. And no. I think everybody realized, Margot, we needed to be able to talk and we needed to be able to give people a place and a space to talk. But did we realize, I mean, you're there on the front line, Mary's there on the front line. Yeah. Did people realize the amount of pent up stuff that's out there? I don't think so. I think, you know, even when the Divisional Protective Services opened in Angarda Shea and the first one opened in Angus Street piloting in October 2017, and they were overwhelmed with the amount of historical disclosures they got. I mean, absolutely overwhelmed. Um, and like that, as you say, build a service. There are people out there, our services in need. Twenty, We offer a 24-7 service. There's always a forensic examiner on call, you know, support nurse and access to psychological service. And we are being used so much at the moment. You know, we really are. Um, and the same with paediatrics. 
you know, yeah. thankfully, we're working on the Barnahouse South for Cork, which, you know, for the south of the country, which is going to be amazing because we need that service. Mm. We absolutely need it. You know, we need to take care of people who, who are coming to, you know, to have been through the journey, but we need to stop people getting on that journey in the first place. Yeah. And that's where education comes in. There's so many different facets to this that we could, yeah. you know, focus on, but I think it has to be collaborative. It has to be co-joined. And I think in Cork, we've done that very well between the domestic violence services, the sexual violence services, you know, the state agencies, the NGOs, we all work very much towards the one thing. We want to eradicate sexual violence, but we want to support victims of sexual violence. And and TUSLA has its own unit. Now, it's a small unit. I think they call it SIT specialists. They're inundated. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, and I mean, even, you know, we have to have a support group for offenders, which is which is huge. If you think about it, according to the CSO statistics last year, um, I'm pulling this out of my head now, but I know, but under the age of 18, 50, 50% of the offenders of sexual violence were under the age of 18, and 50% of the victims were under age 18. I mean, if that's not a screaming statistic for someone to sit up and take note in the education system, I don't know what is. We're, we're, we, we have in the last 10 years, in fairness, Margot, haven't we? Have, we have op- done a lot of work. We've and opened the say, doors of Pan- yeah. We've opened the lid of Pandora's box. We fair. have, and there are some schools out there. I know I work with uh, a number of schools across the city, and they have completely and utterly embraced the schools program. Yes. And it's a very gritty, it's very hard going. It's, it's, there's no soft soap. I don't do soft words. Um, and I have to say, they've completely and utterly embraced it. The teachers, the students, the parents, um, and have really started to develop their own code within their schools around this topic. And um, I, I, I do think, you know, I love that the young people, when you challenge them, you know, we, we talked about hashtag educate your sons. And I find that very, very hurtful because the majority of young men that I meet in schools and that, they were really upset by that because they won't stand for this. I'm glad you, you know? raised that. I'm so yeah. glad you raised that, Margot, you know, because a, yeah. a lot of friends of mine who would be parents of sons, you know, they mm. say, that's not fair. I'm raising good fair. boys. I'm yeah, raising we, good boys. Yeah. And we don't need this assumption that they're all no. predators. Because they're not actually, they'll call themselves out much faster than we used to when we were that age. Yeah, it should be educate the adults. Because we're coming from a generation, PJ, where this wasn't talked about, where it was shameful and embarrassing and it was the victim's fault. But now we're raising a generation of young men and women who know that this is a human rights issue. It's not right. It's not acceptable. It is a crime. And we have to keep treating it like a crime because if we do that, and we can't just blame one particular gender or, you know, I know when I've gone to the schools and I've talked to the boys and initially they're very, you know, mistrusting. But once I explained to them, actually, I know that you have potential to be victims too. And I know this isn't. So we need to give you a voice. This is where your voice is. Um, and I think we need, we need to very much make sure that we don't do that sort of, well, all boys are predators. So then you'll have some, you know, I'm afraid that they'll say, well, this is expected out of me. So we need to stop this hashtag educate your sons. It's educate everybody. Absolutely educate everybody um, and making it as long as we cause a decision in the, you know, with sexual violence that it's a female against male or male against female. We need to stop that. As long as that division is there, we are never going to go any further in eradicating it. So we need to make it a joint societal effort. It has to start in the family, it has to start in the community, and it has to start as a society at large.
Mary, sometimes the conversation and the opinion then goes down a road I wasn't expecting to go. <laughs> I'm glad it went down that way. Thank you so much for being with me. You're this very morning. welcome, PJ. No bother. Thanks Cheers. very much. That's Margot Noonan, head of the Cork City Sexual Assault Treatment Unit. Cork's 96 FM.